0: get 4% interest a year. Open an OCBC 360 account. Credit your salary and earn 4% a year for the first two months on all your deposits up to $75,000. Choose from five categories for higher interest. Credit your salary, save, spend, insure, or invest, and protect your funds from scams with MoneyLock. Visit OCBC.com/360 now. TNCs Supply. Insured up to $100,000 by SDIC.
1: Even though I wrote about them, they probably do not know. That's they're like sharing along with the <laughs> right, song right right <laughs> but the ones who are like, just staring at me like oh. they know
2: hi this is jean denker and welcome to another episode of the are you okay podcast today we've got actor singer fashion boy Glenn Yong is here with us guys <laughs> hi
1: Glenn hi hi Jean hi, hi. and uh,
2: yes I'd like to introduce Catherine as well Catherine is our psychologist so she's gonna jump in and help us today and sort of give like mental health notes for us and tips as well okay welcome Catherine
0: thanks thanks for having me <laughs>
2: um, Glenn thank you very much for being here today
1: thank you I'm super shy by your introduction <laughs>
2: really but don't you feel you you do so many things I feel like I can can't say one thing to describe uh, the person that you are. Uh, before we even get to that, um, also just want to say that we met properly at Kim Lim's uh, birthday party in Bangkok.
1: Yeah, like. A month, yeah, one or two ago. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it was the funniest thing ever because we hadn't met properly, and amidst this glitz and glamour of a party, we were having this what I felt was like a heart to heart, genuine (sighs) conversation.
1: (laughs) While everyone was like drinking, I know, and I
2: thought like this is so strange, but you know, I really appreciated that conversation, and that was when, of course, I was like, hey, would you come on to this podcast, you know, and share because I saw a side of you that I thought, you know. Uh, the viewers should see, the listeners of this podcast should see as well. Um, So tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since then. I know you've been filming you've also been like doing a lot of performing on stage and then there's a lot of the traveling as well for fashion shows and all that please update us
1: (laughs) oh man so i kind of just touched down recently from bangkok so i just flew to new york fashion week came back to singapore and then one day later i flew to bangkok to meet up with some of my music friends so I've just been um, doing a lot of music stuff, fashion related stuff. And I just finished filming my movie and mm. now Stupid Tree. Yeah, so that ended like one and a half months ago. Okay. Yeah, so that took up, I would say, my entire June, July to August. yeah around like three months yeah yeah, it's been crazy like balancing acting music fashion and also like social media at the same
2: time yeah and that's my question for you i mean i'm just looking at you and like you're keeping it together and doing (laughs) and doing everything at the top of your game so um maybe why the hustle firstly like why, why why are you doing so much hmm
1: yeah I think there's a, f- there's a few reasons. I think it, it starts off with, like, a dream. Mm-hmm. Like, in my early 20s, I always have a dream to, you know, do movies in Singapore, to act in dramas, uh, or, like, even do fashion, because, I mean, I really love fashion, right? Yeah. Like, when you're young, you watch, like, together with my mom, we watch, like, fashion TV, and then, like, you watch, like, the Milan Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week, like, the, the models walking on the runway, and you'll be like, oh, man, that's cool, like, what if one day I actually get to see all of this life, you know? Yeah. So... I guess all, all those kind of um, ambitions and like desires kind of like started when I was young because yeah. I saw all these movies. Even I'm Not Stupid, I was actually inspired by that movie to become an actor. Right. Yeah, because when I actually watched that movie, I remember it was the second movie. I was still in primary school then. Yeah. I actually cried in the cinema for the first time. Okay. Oh, cute. I was 10. Yeah, <laughs> I was 10 years old. And I actually <laughs> cried. And I was so shocked because that was the first time a film impacted me in a great way. Yeah. Yeah, so... I told, I told myself then when I was young, it was just like a random thought that like, hey, if like one day I become an actor, I want to like do shows like this where I can impact the audience and people who are watching the show. Mm. So I guess all these things kind of like build up when I was young. Yeah, but it was only in my early 20s that it became like a real like goal. Yeah. That hey, this is actually something that might be possible. Yeah. And I started to work on it.
2: So was the acting thing the first thing that you wanted to do in the entertainment industry? Was that kind of like, okay... I really want to be an actor yes yeah. yes
1: um okay before the actor there's also another context okay. which is when i was young i wanted to be an activist as well yeah yeah so for what causes i mean when i was young i didn't know what causes i want to stand up yeah. for but i just knew i wanted to be someone that stood up for causes you know like yeah. be a voice for people <laughs> yeah so of course when i grew older i started to know what are the things that i feel strongly for like for example it right now i'm an activist for youth for young people youth empowerment and a so for cancer, to raise cancer awareness to people so they know what they can do to prevent cancer and all. So I guess all these things started, like I said, when I was young. So for actor, um, it's really because I want to have a platform. Yeah, like what I said, I want to be an activist, right? You want to be a voice for people. Of course, I do enjoy it. It's my passion. Yeah. But it is really at the end of the day for the platform so that I can advocate right. for the causes.
2: Do you feel like you had to sacrifice a lot to get to your dreams? And what are these sacrifices?
1: Expectations? Oh yeah, sorry, so let me get to the point. So like, because there was nothing to lose for me in a sense to go for my dreams, so I just went for it, right? So I would say right now, I'm 26 and I'm really blessed and lucky because um, at this point, I felt like I have already achieved most of my dreams Mm -hmm. that I have in my early 20s, Yeah, even when I was a youth, you know. So I'm really blessed in that sense, but also, what I didn't realize is that, okay, now that I'm in this position, um, where I'm at and who I'm at, who I am, many times when I meet people for the first time, to me, it is a fresh meeting, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I do not know them. Yeah. But when I meet them, I would feel a sense of expectation because it, they already know who I am. So sometimes when I'm a bit more human, yeah. when I'm around them, yeah they will get like surprised, they'll get shocked. And then that's when I realized, hey, actually, why would they get shocked? Like I'm I'm just a normal human being. Like why would they get shocked by me doing like normal human (laughs) being stuff? You know, like for example, let's say if I sneeze or I cough. Yeah, so what? Yeah, it's yeah, you know, like, i, I like, oh, I've never seen that stuff. <laughs> like, bro, like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I'm a human, I cough.
2: That's <laughs> right, I'm not <laughs> a robot. Yeah, I'm not a robot. Like, I don't <laughs> look guys. good all the time as <laughs> yeah, well. You know? all like,
1: sometimes when they see, like, me appearing, like, uh, in my home clothes, like, in a meeting, they are like, oh, I've never seen you, like, this side of you before. Yeah. And uh-huh. they're not used to it, you know? So that's when I realized, okay, like, I think... I'm a little bit different. Like, my life is a bit different now. <laughs> right. Like, they always have this expectation that I have to always look my best. I'll be mm-hmm. at my best all the time. Yeah.
2: Um, one of the things I remember that we talked about was, you know, you fulfilling your dreams now in your 20s. You know, all the stuff that you wanted to do. Oh, yes. You know, I you've done that. all this. and But what really is next for you? What is the next step in your 30s? You know, in this, and you don't have time to slow down that now. That is a
1: question I'm asking myself now. Right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, is that stressing you out at the moment or are you kind of like, where your where's your headspace with that right now? Like, what's, what's mm. next for you? Because you have achieved quite a bit that you've already set out to do.
1: I think, I remember I shared with you this when I was, uh, when we were in Bangkok. Yeah. Like, I think the scary thing for me recently was uh, because I've already um, set out to do what I wanted to do and I'm only in my 20s right now mm. but yet, I feel like I do not know what's next and for someone like me who is really ambitious and you know I'm always having like a goal or like a bucket list to chase after Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I have nothing to look forward to that scared me a little bit to a point whereby I no longer feel like I have something to look forward to in life and that is scary because that wasn't the case for me the past three to four years when I started out in the industry Mm -hmm. you know I was like this super idealistic uh super passionate uh guy that like i just want to like chase after my dream every day i'm like motivated but right now i felt like i lost my fire like i'm just going through the motions and it no longer felt like i was fully enjoying the whole process because it just felt like i'm doing everything to maintain whatever i have right now you know rather than oh i'm trying to gain new ground so i'm trying to have a breakthrough so um cost me a lot a lot of uh sleepless nights and i don't know how to say like you just feel unenergized yeah yeah and that was something that i wasn't used to
0: now that you've achieved all these things are you happy with your life
1: i have been embarking on a journey of Mm self-love and self-care because uh i i realized the past two to three years i've been working so hard that I never took breaks yeah. Uh, and I never did anything to love myself like maybe I lacked social life mm-hmm. uh, and I lacked uh, people around me that I could just talk nonsense with yeah yeah or like just not do anything you know just like be around each other and and just chill I think that is what helped me to appreciate life more because the funny thing is after I achieved like all my dreams uh, and uh, my bucket list I realize what I look forward to most is not even about like the next breakthrough anymore or like um the next big thing to do, but what I look forward to now is dinners with my family and my friends. Mm. You know, like it's, it became yeah. like the simple things in life mm-hmm. that I am looking forward to rather than the big things and I think that's funny because I think life really has a way of like humbling you, you know, like you thought all the big things that you're doing right now could make you happy, but that kind of doesn't define like everything that you are it is at the end of the day the relationships and who's around you that matters
0: I don't know if I can share this but um, what you just said was actually um, a lot of this work this uh, researcher was doing called Sean Aker okay. and he was saying that you know okay not just in Singapore but in Singapore it's quite prevalent uh, there's this mantra right you work hard you get all these things and then you be happy you just suffer now suffer now and right. then they just drill that into you your whole life you know uh, but he says that it's actually the reverse and the minute you tie your head happiness to your achievements. Once you achieve that, you're happy, but it evaporates after. Yeah. And you're like, I, mean, hey, I experienced what? that. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it's like, it's- ah, wh- where has it gone? So what do I have to achieve now? And I think that's a lot of what you were feeling when you were lost, when you said like, now I've achieved all of this at such a young age, what is next, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, I'm really glad that you're reaching out to your family and you've got you've got that down. Yes, yeah, I, think it's I mean, it's,
1: it's only very recent, like, I would say the past one, two months. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but, I mean, when I met Jean, at the point of time, I was still kind of, like, struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to find, like, how can I get out of this rock? How can I get out of this depressed mood, you know? Because the, the, the scary thing for me is how, how do I share this with my friends? How do I share this with people? Because... To them, you have everything. (laughs) You have everything you wanted. Like, what is there to be unhappy about? You know, so that creates a fear in me that, oh no, I can't share this with anyone because if I share with them, they will think that I'm I'm grateful or unappreciative of what I have. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and that that really makes it harder. And of course, I'm also afraid. What if I share with them and they feel bad about their life? You know, Mm. they're like, like, hey, come on, like... yeah, And then they start to think about their life and they are like, I don't even have anything and this guy is like this. So I also didn't want to affect anyone in a bad way. That's why I, I, I didn't know how I can share with people about problems like this. Yeah. And I think it, it kind of sucks for me because I think I'm a really sensitive person in a sense. I enter a room, I can feel the vibe really quickly. Yeah. And I can tell, oh, this person likes this person, this person doesn't like this person. Even without them, like, really interacting with one another. Right. Yeah, and in the same way when I talk to people, I can feel their sincerity and like if they're genuine or not. So because of this sensitive part about me, it's hard for me to make friends because I can sniff out like bullshit.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> really the quickly Yeah
0: And that
1: is bad Because <laughs> Why? That's
0: a good thing Sometimes I a wish That <laughs> gift.
1: I'm like more ignorant, you know, yeah, ignorant yeah, yeah. Is bliss, right Like yeah. At least I I can enjoy Like oh this person Is like being nice to me And yeah. I do not know That person is being fake I can just like Oh yeah <laughs> But yeah. I know yeah. So I can't just like Smile and like Oh yeah. you know Because so, I, I yeah. know That it's not genuine So
0: how do you respond When someone is not Being genuine with yeah. you
1: No I mean I just Stay like professional I wouldn't be rude to them okay. But I would just end the conversation pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah, and I'll move on. Because to me, is I don't want to waste time. Like, if I know you're not sincere or like genuine, but maybe you have to talk to me because it's your job, <laughs> you know, yeah. or like, it's your work. maybe like it's a crew or like, it like a PR person or like anyone, like maybe they have to talk to me because they have to, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I will save them the trouble by ending the conversation earlier for you <laughs> since I can feel that you don't really want to talk as well. You know?
2: Oh gosh.
1: Yeah, but I won't be rude. You know, I'll yeah, just like, yeah. I'll still reply to questions and I'll still answer like genuinely but mm. I just wouldn't uh, maintain that conversation yeah. long. Yeah.
2: Can I ask how you deal with the haters out there? I mean, you know, people look at you and they have a general impression of you that like you were talking about mm. about this early on as well. Like... Okay, this guy has everything. He rose so fast. He's out there doing everything, you know, and successfully and very well at the same time. I mean, we're only human. I think it's difficult to deal with people saying bad shit about you Mm. in in any way, shape, or form on social media pages or whatever. How do you deal with it? Is it something you're good at dealing with now? Have you learned better or I don't know?
1: Now, yes. Uh, Now, yeah, I think I'm dealing with it pretty well. But when I first started, no. Um... Because when I first started, I didn't have any, like, backing. Like, none of my friends or, like, family members were from the entertainment industry. So, you kind of, like, start off, like, with nothing. You know, no connections, nothing. It's pure hard work and, and how and, like, passion. So, of course, at the start, when I did it, there were a lot of people that... they weren't supportive because they just felt it was impossible. And, of course, it didn't help that... because I'm so idealistic, right? So at a point of time, anyone that I meet, I will share with them about my dreams. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to, I want to like, go fashion week, I want to like, do a movie, I want to be a male lead, I want to be the top star, like, of like, Singapore and all like I'll say dreams like this, like, really idealistic, you know, like, without any bad intention. And then these people will be like, they look at me and be, like, are you serious? Like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I like,
2: love that you would do that, you know what I mean? Like, like, sort of, getting in there and, and, and visualizing your future. I yeah. mean, really awesome. I a think maybe it's the
1: otaku side of me because, <laughs> like, I mean, I watch a lot of anime. Yeah. So, like, Naruto, One Piece, and all these anime, the main characters, they all have big dreams. Yeah. You know, they all... And they are unashamed of, like, their dreams and sharing their dreams with people. Yeah. So, I thought the real world is the same, you know? Like, yeah. I could just be, like, a Naruto, like, a Luffy, like, oh, I want to be King of Pirates, <laughs> or like, I want to be, like, Hokage kind of, like, stuff. But I realized when I shared something like this, people weren't as receptive.
2: You come like, from a pure place though, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. right? It's a pure place. Yeah,
1: but then the real world hit me hard, you know? Right. And that's when I learned how okay. to navigate through like everything. So okay. honestly, I think I'm still the same. Yeah. Like I'm still at the same heart. But it's just I learned how to express myself differently uh, because not everyone is as receptive to that, okay. you know? So it really depends on the environment that you're in. But yeah. anyways, back to that. Like because I was like this, so... A lot of people started to hate on me and and kind of like destroying like my dreams to tell me it's impossible. Even like, I wouldn't name, drop names, but even veterans mm-hmm. from the industry mm-hmm. or like professionals, people who has done it all, they mm-hmm. would tell me to like stop like dreaming or like it's not possible in Singapore. Yeah, and they would give like a list of like examples in Singapore and Ooh. I see none of them made it so you know like right, you yeah. be more realistic and all so I would, I would say that was like my first wave of haters and then secondly is when I started to make progress and then people saw hey like sheesh this guy is actually like doing what he said he wants to do yeah. then they start to like you know like oh he's a wannabe he wants to oh. he's trying really hard you know like he's just a Singaporean why is he trying to act like he's like an international you know like kind mm, of stuff like why yeah. is he trying to look international he's just local to me first of all it's like what, like what do you mean like act local so do you mean like our local stars are bad like yeah. that is the impression you have Yeah. you know then that reflects a lot on how they view like our local entertainment scene mm. you know because to me I believe Singaporeans have a lot to offer like Singaporean artists and anyone in the scene we, we, yep. we can be on a global stage as well that has yeah. always been my belief since day one Yeah. but these haters it feels like they always have a bad impression of local artists mm. that's why they try to compare like us with like you know Mm. international people and always put like local people down so that's not what i think and believe so i have to deal with that stigma and that hatred and then lastly is when you finally made it some of them will still say uh like it's luck or like he probably like has he did some stuff that to get like some under table stuff you know to get to where he is at today they're just like in this disbelief mode so I realized something which is you can never please all these people and yeah. you can never get all these haters out. Like, it will always be there. So, I learned to r- dance with them, you know, like, in a sense, like, yeah, I mean, you're know, not going to get rid of them. So, might as well make the best out of, like, all of these things, right? So, how I dealt with it was I wrote songs about my haters. Okay. Yeah, so I have, like, two rap songs that I released over the past one, two years. Uh, one is called Up Up. And another, another one is called Breakout. So if you look at the lyrics, um, it's pretty fierce. It's, it is things that I can never talk about on interviews because people will be like, oh, that's intense.
2: <laughs> 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 You're like, oh, like,
1: who hurt him, man? Yeah. Like, oh know? my God. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, okay. I, I can't really talk about these things in interviews because it's just too heavy and like serious. But when I do it in a form of like rap or a song, nobody can fault it. Nobody can say anything because... It is a song. Yeah. yeah, so that is, in a sense, my form of therapy to express all the hurts and the pain and uh, the hate that I, that I received in my life. I felt like that was a way for me to take everything, put it in a song and push it back out to the crowd. Yeah. And in this way, it is fun for me because Ever since I wrote the songs, I've performed it countless of times. Even in front of the very people that I wrote the song about. (laughs) Yeah, and like, it it is fun because like...
2: Wait, do they know this? I I think
1: some of them, they know. know. know You know how how I tell if they know? How, how, how? how. Like, so in a crowd, right? Like, performing (laughs) at festivals and all. The people that really cheer, even though I wrote about them, they probably do not know. That's why they're like cheering along with the song, (laughs) right? Right. right. But the ones who are just staring at me like...
0: (laughs) Oh. they know they know yeah. <laughs> and like you
1: feel it yeah you and i know they <laughs> know You're so like, i'm oh, just looking you know. at that corner i'm looking at those bunch of people and i'm just like like you know like singing <laughs> and it feels good for me because like
2: <laughs> yeah
1: like, all yeah, am yeah, yeah. cheering along with the song right oh, and it's gosh. actually about them wow. so yeah it's pretty funny um oh and God. they can't say anything because i'm not outrightly scolding them exactly. like i'm just performing yeah you exactly. know but if you feel it's about you then you know you've done shit to me and yeah. you deserve it, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. get what I mean? Like, I then no, like, you shouldn't destroy someone's dreams. You shouldn't try to discourage someone and put someone down, especially when they have not done anything to you. So to me, it is also, okay, this is a lesson for you to learn, you know, like never put anyone down because yeah. you never know like what they might do or who they might become in the future, yeah. you know? And that's also my mantra, which is you treat everyone the same. You know, the funny thing is a lot of opportunities that I've gotten today, in my career, were giving, given to me by people who, when we were all nothing, I was nothing, they were nothing, we were friends. And we didn't judge each other. Like I was helping them, they were helping me. So they remembered that. And when they came into a position of power or influence, they remembered me and they came to me and like, hey, I want to give you this opportunity. Maybe like five or six out of 10 of my opportunities were given to me by people whom I have worked with or I've interacted with before we became where we were today yeah so that to me was like wow okay i'm so glad that like i maintained this heart mm-hmm. you know like to yeah. treat everyone the same way with respect and that is how you know goodness can come back to you in your life correct yeah so that that was pretty special for me
2: you know you mentioned earlier about like some veteran artists who you know sort of like said not so nice things and just kind of like you know shot you down and all your dreams and all that Without naming any names, could you tell us maybe one one example of like what a said person said to you that was really damaging that maybe it appeared on your song or something?
1: Mm, so they'll say stuff like, uh, you'll never be a male lead in your life. You're not a male lead material. So that to me at the beginning of my career, obviously every actor, your dream is to Act in a show where you can be a male lead right or be like a main character so you can fully experience the show but that was it to me before I even started like my career and it is by someone that I kind of respect at a point in time obviously the respect was gone after that right it hit me a lot it's like the people that you watch on TV telling you that mm-hmm. you know before you even started you're like oh, how do you swallow that how yeah, do you yeah. like deal with that you know so that, that was tough. And of course there were like another veteran that would say things to me like you have no money you have no connections like who do you think you are? Like you think you're gonna like make it in this. And I was shocked because this person seemed nice. Yeah. You know? Like in all my years of watching this person but when we had our private conversations these were the things that were said to me and I'm not exaggerating by the way it's like true story. So oh it's like how like and then they would like even point out like oh your family like your parents at the point of time it was covid um so like they would say like oh because my dad was a tour guy but because of covid he can't bring tours right so he's like driving um grab and all so he was like this person would say like oh your, your, your dad is just a grab driver your mom just like does like home bakery and stuff like what can they do for you oh my god like i was like whoa yeah Right in front of my face, like... Because it's a older person, right? So I can't scream or like... Yeah. fight, man, You know, I just yeah. have to like listen and like... like swallow it, you know? Like, yeah. okay, like... Like whatever, like whatever you say, but... I do remember all of these things. So, it's tough, it's tough. Um. Like... I mean, these are like the most severe stuff. Yeah. A, a lot of it is just... Because maybe some of the veterans, they they have never ventured overseas. But my dream has always been to, to... I mean, I hope that I can be in Hollywood one day. Yeah. You know, like, why not, right? Why like, not? Right now, yeah, especially, exactly. like there's so many Asians in, in Hollywood. So it is my dream to be in Hollywood one day or even to be in China to act in the dramas there because, I mean, for the Mandarin-speaking world, China is the biggest in terms yes. of the drama and the movies. So when I tell that to the veterans, some of them will tell me that it is not possible. Like, I mean, they have they've tried and it doesn't work and it is them so it's you you think you can make it like they're like oh, make comparisons like God, this i was like Glenn, why oh my why why would you say such stuff but like
2: yeah yeah people you idolize and watch on the telly that's really tough
1: yeah so i mean they're not just random uncle aunties yeah you know they they are like yeah veterans so i won't name drop but yeah it's just it's just like this okay. so it it, it it is it is tough it is tough i would say the industry is not all like fun and like nice uh, i'm i'm not sure if you've been through like your fair share of like experiences mm. like this when yeah. you were like starting out but yeah these are things yeah. that i had to deal with yeah. so yeah it, as crazy as, as it sounds it is reality this it is the is. real world yeah
2: i'm sorry you go th- you went through that though it's okay
1: it gave me a lot of motivation i mean i thank God for them because they gave me so much motivation to yeah to work even harder, to write even more songs. And if not for these experiences I may not even have my songs. I may not even be able to perform at yeah. festivals or like have a chip on my shoulder to you know work Correct. even harder. Or yeah. feel like my back is against the wall. So yeah. thank you to all of you <laughs> who have done this to me. Really you guys made me who I am today. So thank you.
2: That's really nice. I yeah. think maintaining the goodness of your heart in a harsh environment yeah. like the entertainment industry is is something very very difficult to achieve. So I think you've really stuck to your guns, and
0: that's really awesome, Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> that's really awesome. Yeah, that's great. Has there ever been a time where you believe some of the hate, and it took a toll on you on your mental health?
1: Believe, um, to be honest, yes, mm-hmm. I, I do. That's why I say like, uh, nowadays I'm doing better, but in the past, it affected me a lot so much so that I even wrote a song. Right. I mean. That's because I remember everything they say. Yeah, that's how I even got to write the lyrics. So at the at start, or like even in the in middle point of my career, like I always have a lot of self-doubts. Like at a certain point in my life, I have to take in the what ifs, you know, like what if what they're saying is true? Like what if I really cannot make it? What if I really do not have these qualities or, or it's just not possible? So I think those hit me quite a lot. So beyond all the success and the dreamer side of me there's also a a side of me where a lot of people don't see which is i actually break down a lot um like at events i'll usually go to the toilet halfway through and i'll just cry and be like oh i can't do this no yeah really 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 yeah like oh no because i will feel inadequate about myself um like well i don't think i'm good enough for this so there's two two types you know like first is when I haven't achieved it, I will doubt myself. I'll 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 feel bad. I'll feel like oh, I can't do this. But the next day, somehow maybe it's my character. Like I'll still just push it through because I ha- always have the underdog mentality. So when people tell me I can't, yes, I'll cr- I'll, I'll I'll like cry and then break down, be sad. But somehow when I'm sad, a part of me is like, hey, wake up, man. Like yeah. mm-hmm. like your back is against the wall. Like all the more these people say you can't, and maybe you really can't. But that's how you know you need to work on all these areas. And then from there, I'll like, work hard in all these things that people say I can't do or like, I'm, I'm not good in. Yeah. And that helped me to improve and go, you know. But the second part of that, this discouragement is when I'm at this stage right now in my life where it feels like, okay, like I'm at the top of my game. But then sometimes there is an imposter syndrome. You know where you know you're not feeling your best yeah. that day or you know all these other people around you are way better in their skills or in their experience, but you're in a position where you're higher than them, I would doubt myself.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, so it's it's really weird, like, mindsets and thoughts, like, oh, I don't belong here, or I don't deserve to be here. Like, for example, music. Mm. Like, over the past one year, I was performing at, like, festivals, uh, New Year's Eve countdown, like, big, big music shows in Singapore. Like, it is a dream come true, but many times when I perform on those shows I look at all the other artists I start to feel like I don't deserve to be here mm-hmm. because these people have been doing music for like eight years nine years ten years they have been in the game for such a long time, but yet I only started music for a year plus you know and I'm on the stage like the same stage as them or <coughs> sometimes even worse like I'm like the the final act
2: yeah Mm -hmm. they're
1: like before me Mm -hmm. but then i look at them like oh man like these (laughs) people they sing for such a long time they're like such great vocalists powerhouse vocalists and to me i don't even think i'm there you know i feel like i have so much more to improve and work on do you still
2: feel this way now
1: sometimes honestly i still struggle with that um that's why like my team is is really sweet they always like try to hype me up They're like my hype, man. So like...
2: You got this! You got this! Before I go like
1: on events or like meet (laughs) and greets, I'll feel really down. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like... It yeah. is something that I can't control. I'll feel really down. I'll feel really like low energy. And they can sense it. They're like, yeah. Yeah, come on, you can do it. You deserve this. You deserve the fans that are standing outside. Yeah. You deserve the scream and cheers. Come on, like, yeah. like, you are the Glenn Young. So, like, they're just like hype <laughs> man, you know, like. Yeah, like, that's great. Really, uh, that's I'm, great. I'm very glad uh, for that. Because if they don't do that, then I'll just wallow, like, in, like, very low energy and, like, yeah. imposter syndrome. I'll be like, oh, like, I don't deserve all this crowd and fans and, like, people screaming. Or, like. I'm just not good to be here. Not good enough to be here.
2: Downward spiral. Yeah, almost, on a downward right? spiral.
1: So yeah, this is this is something that I'm that I'm dealing with that is new to me, because I've always been an underdog, like like mentality, right? But now that I feel like I've gotten to a certain level. It is the opposite where I feel like I don't deserve to be here. Last time it was like, I deserve to be here even yeah. though like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, all these people are like veterans. I'm going to show them like a new generation can make it as well. A young person can make it as well. Yeah. But now it's like the opposite.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so weird.
0: <laughs> how do we deal yeah. with that? Like the imposter syndrome, how do you... Is there, yeah, how are there do you ways it? to deal with that, mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, there are okay. um, lots, uh, and there are different types uh, of characteristics that, you're dis- that are displayed. Uh, but that sounds like quite classic imposter syndrome, <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, I think a lot of what people do is, uh, number one, reframing. I know that's a very common thing, but it's really asking yourself, what are the facts here and um, do I believe it or not, right? So is it, what, is it an opinion or is it a fact? Mm. And really being conscious about that and going, okay, this is what they are saying and this is what I've done, right? Other uh, people like to look at things that they already have done to show that this is actually not true. And it's really actively challenging that mindset again and again. And it's exhausting. Mm. But it takes practice. It's like a muscle. And the more you use it, um, the stronger it gets. Mm. Um, And just, I guess, believing in yourself um, and yeah being kind to yourself because oftentimes yeah. the person that we are the most unkind to is yeah. ourselves and i'm so sorry to hear that you've been crying in the in the toilets uh, you know that <sighs> that sounds rough yeah really yeah. really it, rough
1: it's, um like i said i don't know how to share like mm. this with people because mm. they'll be thinking what the heck like but you see everybody <laughs>
2: has like different <laughs> troubles right yeah, now absolutely. we all have a different set of troubles but um, it doesn't mean one is more or less than the other because they're huge because they're your troubles right so I guess there's no comparison with troubles and I think we find that difficult to deal with when people tell us like for for example you're, you're afraid that you know because you have so much success like people are gonna go like why are you like you know feeling sad and all that you shouldn't you should enjoy in it but it's your troubles and it's big to you and this is what you're dealing with so people often I find compare what what goes on in their head but we
0: should try to stop doing that, isn't it? Exactly. Right. And I think, Gene, I just want to validate you for validating him uh, and (laughs) saying that his troubles are real, right? And they're valid, right? And I would like to encourage you to speak about them. Don't bottle it in uh, because it will hurt you in the long run, I I do feel. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Speaking of like, uh, you know, family and all that, how hard is it for you to date? I'm assuming it's like the worst (laughs) thing ever. I'm sure you're no short of suitors, Glenn, but like actually dating somebody that you really like is tough.
1: I really, really want to date. (laughs) Yeah, I really want to have.
2: How can we help you? Like, how can we put a word (laughs) out right now? I don't know. Can we do, can we help you with this? Yes, (laughs) (laughs)
1: like I feel lonely, to be honest. Many times, uh, like, when I'm performing or like, when I'm having a great time, I always be like, oh man, I wish, like, I have someone that I can share all of these things with. You know, like when I travel to, like, different countries for work and you get to see all the exciting stuff, many times I'll be like, oh man, I wish, like, I have a girlfriend or like, I have like a wife (laughs) that I can like, share these moments with but I, I don't, you know, so it is always like, okay, okay, I, I, I'm going to keep all this in like a bucket list so that next time when I'm actually attached, <laughs> I can like bring my girlfriend or my, my wife to all these places, yeah. or like all this exciting stuff. Mm. So it, it does get lonely. Right now, it is just almost impossible because first of all, I don't meet new people as often, uh, contrary, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> yeah, like I'm always with my team. Yeah, I'm always yeah. with the same few group of people that I'm shooting with, working yeah. with. And secondly, the people that I meet at work, um it's hard for me to connect because like i said the people new people that i meet nowadays they they already knew like who i am or like they've seen my stuff or they've read interviews about me so they always come with preconceived ideas or impression of who i am how i'm like so when i talk to them it doesn't feel fresh right yeah because like When I talk to them, I realize, hey, they know that about me already. Or like, they already form a certain impression. So it's just hard to connect with someone from scratch, you know. And I actually miss that yeah. connection I mean it's really yeah. hard to
2: form like genuine connections I feel I it, mean it is. generally yeah. in person already I think it's quite hard to form like gen- genuine connections right For sure. especially yeah. if you're like already doing stuff that everybody knows about has read about or seen you do stuff it's like oh my gosh like how, how do I know you're in it because you like me for me like how are you going to get to that point yeah. you know what I mean so
1: I did try I did try to like they, even though like these people they kind of know about me but it never end in a like Okay, I would say it ended a good way. Like, okay. it, it wasn't like, oh, they hate me yeah. or I hate them. Yep. But it never works out. Yeah, It, it just okay. never works out, like, well. So.
0: It, is that it, because they already, as in because they already know stuff about you? Or? Yeah,
1: okay, like a few examples, okay. Like, because they already knew about me. So, I think the impression they have of me are like, they maybe already put me on a pedestal. Okay. So when you actually date someone, you get to know them better. You get to leave life with them for a little bit. Spend time. They get to see your flaws as well, right? So that veil kind of like... Yeah. Is taken away. And because they have such high expectations unknowingly, I don't blame them, but maybe because of like my position and who I am. They have such high expectations of who I am. When they actually see the flaws in my life, they get disappointed. Or like... You know like, it's easier for them to get disappointed because yeah. the expectation yeah. is yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to deal with that disappointment that they have. Or like, sometimes they will try to hide it, but I can feel it as well, you know. So, it's it's tough because it feels like I haven't found someone that loves me for who I am. Yeah. For Glenn, not the Glen Young that they see. Yeah. Yeah, so... No, yeah, the, the right person yeah. is
2: going to love all that about I you. I know, you know, I know, you know but that, I just right? haven't met that right I know. person I And yet, you're 26, you got time, my <laughs> friend. Lots of time. I think <laughs> so too. So you, I don't think you have to worry about that. I mean, I understand it's a lonely process, especially when you're hustling hard to get to your dreams. Um, but sometimes I think going to get to your dreams, you, you need to have like that solo path to like... Yeah. get it you know done right i feel yeah. like you know i think you're on the right path so i think it's going to happen for you and the right chick yeah will, will be yeah, the right the right chick watching right now <laughs> will fall on your lap when the time is right okay <laughs> <laughs> um well thank you so much yeah. um Glenn, for sharing today and uh, thank you Catherine, for being here as well thanks guys for watching
0: They came down to the funeral, and like some were more tactful, some were less tactful. But the gist of it is that all of them were asking, "When are you coming back to work?" Every day is a rewarding day with POSB Everyday Card. Huh? Starting with $388 cash back. Make every day rewarding with a POSB Everyday Card. Apply for it now and get $388 cash back. Enjoy up to 10% cash rebates on daily essentials, plus up to 50% off family attractions like Mundai Wildlife Reserve tickets and up to 20.1% off fuel at SPC. Remember to apply with the promo code 388CASH today. TNCs apply.